The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts and guests of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs broadcasted on this station. If you would like to know more about Valley Free Radio, please visit us at valleyfreeradio.org. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm your host, Michael Dow, and with me tonight are uh, Stefan Ward-Wheaton running the board. Yellow. Um, and uh, George Claxton and Susan Timberlake helping me hopefully make sense of an increasingly crazy world. Same why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are you? Yeah. <laughs> We'll find out. So before we get started, I should just mention a few things. One, uh, we had our pledge drive last week. The station raised over $5,000. We very much appreciate the support of everyone. A couple of people came in and called in and and contributed to civil politics as well. So thank you. Um, Thanks especially. uh, The one name I know is Michelle, my 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 late wife my ex-wife not late wife wife, i hope (laughs) oh my no she's fine i hope she's something happens to her you're going to be the first suspect so (sighs) that's true especially always the first especially after that comment yeah (laughs) oh no she's just in another country yeah Yeah, that's the ticket she went for a walk and ironically she She, maybe at some point but yeah (laughs) Uh. so anyway um but yes, so uh, uh, that was a successful fun drive, so thank you, everybody. Uh, the station is always happy, ready, willing, and able to accept your donations, even if it's not during our fun drive week, uh, which is you can go to the valleyfreeradio.org slash donate and uh, give to us through PayPal. Are uh, we still doing the thing where if somebody donates $1,000, they get to choose the topic we talk about? Absolutely. <laughs> we'll t- we, we will absolutely uh, let you pick the topics. For I, our- I would like to point out, uh, speaking of PayPal, that if you would like to make a PayPal donation and you want to credit a particular show, you should press the custom button. It'll give you, when you hit the donate link, it'll give you 10, 20, you know, options. There's a custom button. Hit the custom button. You don't, you can do whatever amount you want, but it will give you a text field. Oh, and so you, you can, can write in, in civil note. politics or Mike has a funny nose or anything you want. <laughs> I hate them. Or take them Stefan off the has a strange voice. Well, true. Um, but yeah, they y- can't see my nose, so they have no idea how funny <laughs> it is. That's yes, what you think. Can. The camera's on. <laughs> onk, onk. So, but anyways, if, if you do want to credit, and we'll be, uh, we'll be uh, sending this out for the next pledge drive, hit the custom button, and then you can credit whoever you want, and your donation will go in their honor. Right, which we appreciate. So, uh, otherwise, I should mention that uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we love to hear from you, uh, and even during the show, and we'll try to incorporate comments and suggestions and corrections. So, uh, you can email us. It's civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. On Facebook, we are facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. On Twitter, it's at civilpoliticsfm. And finally, we do have a website, which is civilpoliticsradio.com. And that has recordings of previous episodes of the show, um, as well as links to various things we talk about. So we took last week off uh, to uh, give thanks for uh, our great victory at Gettysburg, uh, 150. 53 years ago um and remember abraham lincoln's stirring address 
Um, at least that's what I was celebrating. I, mean, I don't know. Other people may have done something. About and the pilgrim. crushing of the traitors. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, the, if you want to celebrate exterminating the people who were here before the Europeans arrived, yeah, you can do that. And that's the fine. annual attempt to retake uh, Plymouth Rock from <laughs> right <laughs> by the local Indians. I forget which tribe that is. They always try and steal it. The Massasoit? Uh, I don't think it is Massasoit. Oh, okay. I'll think of it. It'll come to me. Possibly Massapequot. Uh, I don't think the Massasoit, there's actually any of them left. No. Well, I know the state was kind of named for them, but... Yes. Yeah. Oops. Oh, not Taxachusetts. No, that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's funny that people refer to Massachusetts as that. I do a lot of traveling in my job, and I find that the taxes are higher every other place that I have been. Yeah, yeah. Massachusetts actually falls somewhere in the middle of the pack for state taxes relative to other states. I, I don't I think th it was true in the 70s. I think what happened is they reduced the taxes and increased the fees, and that was my guy Romney. Well, and, and other states <laughs> and raised taxes. moved us into the middle. Yeah, yes. moved us into the middle. Well, also other states tax things that we don't tax. For example, groceries. Yeah. In Massachusetts, we don't tax groceries or clothing under a certain amount. In every other state that I've been to, they tax both. And we also don't tax periodicals. Or like booze. We don't tax booze? The feds do it, oh. right? Feds well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. but if at the, at the liquor store, you won't get a surcharge from Massachusetts. And it goes on the ballot every so often and gets downvoted quite handily. Well, that's so. interesting. But that's not going to happen. Yes. Marijuana, marijuana, at, there's a tax. As, right? the, as the cry oh, yes. of, my, of my waspy ancestors goes, don't touch my scotch. <laughs> <laughs> Hands off the martini mix. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So uh, we missed last week. So we've had an extra week of, well, things to talk about. <laughs> um, and there are there are a lot of things to, to dive into. I, um, using my tyrannical host's prerogative, uh, <laughs> sort of want to at least begin the discussion by focusing. The privilege of rank? <laughs> yes. I, well, I, he is pretty rank. I. <laughs> I had a shower before I came here. Thank you. Just last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I but yes, Michael, what would you like to talk about? Not that long before I came here. Anyway, yes. Um, so one of the things that, well, you know, this show is called Civil Politics. And I think implicit in the idea of that is that we have a certain respect for one another. Uh, we might even be friends. And <laughs> uh, yeah. we are the world. <laughs> We are the children. Only an American would say we are the world. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Actually, because the Oz of There's a Michael, rest Michael Jackson song. Isn't that what the rest of the world yeah, yeah. said when, we, when Clinton had that in his his uh, inauguration? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, there's a rest of the world? Really? What's it, what's it like over there? There's no World Series, right? It's just us. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> if the rest of the world just wants to catch up to playing baseball, then they can join the World Series, too. <laughs> Hey, Canada can get in on the action. Uh, we're not too American-centric. You will note, however, that the Little League World Series, the United States hasn't won in years. Oh, yeah. A lot of the, like, the Japanese have really The Japanese yeah. win year after year. Yeah. Um, well, I guess it's the samurai spirit. So, um, anyway, so uh, uh, the point was that I thought uh, we we try to talk about things in a civil way, as, as we know. We also... Uh, I, uh, we never really sort of explicitly said this, but I think part of having a having a civil, civilized, adult, meaningful conversation is a respect for truth, is a respect for stating things clearly and intelligibly, and 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 to try and pursue as much wisdom as possible. Um, uh, obviously, 
boy, I'm stumbling over my words. Articulacy is uh, <laughs> not necessarily part of that, but. This is an articularchy, right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) And that's why I'm on the bottom. But um, the point is that even when we've had issues with things politicians say, even when it's like, oh, I can't believe that guy is, is, you know, the the House, the the, the House Committee on, on Science Oversight is continuing to back you know, climate change denial or whatever. I can't believe these people who say, you know, vaccines cause autism or whatever, you know, and this nonsense. Um, we've certainly encountered that kind of thing, but it's not, it's sort of a fringe, I think, of of what we talk about. And, not anymore. And what we have to deal with. And our president-elect is changing that. We are having to deal with someone who is reckless and, 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 even when he's not being deliberately, calculatedly deceitful, is so indifferent to what is true, or or to speak with any kind of measured discretion. Like if he may, if he doesn't know, he doesn't stop him from saying whatever he wants. Is this the post truth that's now in the dictionary? <sighs> post truth. The, pro- the post truth society. Right. Post-truth society. Though that's a hyphenated word. I don't think it really belongs in the dictionary as a word. But oh. you know. That's just me. That's my. That's my. That's my that's etymological his personal bugaboo. Yeah. Um, but yes. I, yes. I, that that problem. I think that Michael is giving Drumpf too much credit. I think that he knows that he's lying, or at least knows that he has no idea what he's talking about when he makes these statements. Sure. And before the show, we were talking about several specific instances in which he obviously was lying and clearly had to know that he was lying. For example, when he said that he got a letter saying certain things from the Chicago Police Department, and then the Chicago Police Department said, we never sent any such letter, he had to know that he never received the letter. The he same nev- with the letter from the NFL, yeah. the same with a number of other things that he he but claimed he- to have talked to people who said that they never talked to him. He claimed that certain things were happening that never happened. For example, three million illegal votes that's the most recent yeah, and, and, that, and, and I, shocking thing. And in fact, I, I was just watching a CNN, uh, a, little, a little film from CNN in which they were talking to Trump voters, all of whom seemed to believe that there were three million illegal votes. In fact, one woman specifically said that there were three million illegal votes in California alone. Because California allows illegals to vote. Yes. Apparently. And... Uh, when the woman from CNN challenged her on this, saying, where did you hear this? And she said, CNN. The woman gave her the hairy eyeball and said, really? And should have said, no, you didn't. <laughs> so how Well, do, she did. How do, how do we differentiate? Because you were just talking about the letters he didn't get, but we were all surprised that he did get a letter from Belichick, and Tom Brady supported him. And that's a shocking thing. I didn't believe that. I thought it was just hokum. I, and I, I don't think that's <laughs> that make it harder as, if he's occasionally right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I, I don't think that's as shocking as some people do. I mean, these are individuals. Individuals yeah. can write anything they want to to anybody they want to. And, yeah. you know, I, I personally don't care about Belichick or Tom Brady. But Belichick doesn't get involved in politics. You know, it's sort of weird. I mean, we talked mm. before last week, yeah, but he didn't I, even vote. Well, for not the last, last week, week, the week before. The week before, sorry. But, um, Our last show. But how do we... But that's a very different thing than saying that the head of the AFL-CIO 
wrote on behalf of the AFL-CIO and said X. Well, sure. but To say individual person number 123 did something, yeah, who cares? Well, we can always find a supporter of Trump that did something awful and then attribute it to him. But what I'm trying to get to is how do we sort this out? We we all want to be, you know, sort of good citizens here and sort it out. I think I had a fake news story. I had said that... I forget whether it was Ryan or somebody was telling people to go ahead and vote for um, the Libertarian candidate. And it was a fake news story. I came on and you guys mm. questioned me. I think Stefan was yeah. here. And, um, you know, I don't think it was a true story. But at the time, I thought I had sort of vetted it. I, I, I thought I had, you know, yeah. gotten some inside info. And it wasn't, it wasn't a true story. I think that the, the whole concept of the fake news story is something separate. It's something that we should discuss. Yeah. But it's something entirely different than the candidate and now president-elect himself specifically lying time after time. But I think if people If you are take a look at PolitiFact, for example, uh, PolitiFact did an analysis of every utterance that Trump made during the campaign and found that he lied 91% of the time. I thought it was more like 70-something. No, it was 91. It doesn't matter if it's... And Hillary was 30... 70 or 90 is still way too high. Hillary was 36, and Bernie was 37%. He actually lied more than Hillary, which was interesting. She, in fact, told the fewest fewest falsehoods of any person who ran in the most recent presidential campaign. Well, that's why she's Velcro, because everything sticks to her. Right, because she's... You know... Wait... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Versus Teflon. Sorry. Right. No, I'm just like, wait. And I was. not it be the other way around? <laughs> and I was making the argument, George, that, that those things that Trump says gets repeated on certain news outlets That's as true. fake news. And so it's hard. It's or he'll real. repeat things. Well, something I, I, he I saw. would go farther, Susan, and, and say that the things that Trump says are repeated on real news well if only because he's now said them and he's the president-elect but also trump will pick up see something you know somebody will write some crap on breitbart trump will see it and say blah 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 blah. i saw this on the internet or whatever and now people pick it up and say like well as the president-elect said you know so breitbart will get to you know recycle its own nonsense yeah so how are we it's absolutely garbage in garbage out uh, how are we going to sort through this because then he'll let out a little note like what he's going to do in the first hundred days and you're not really sure that any of those things are, no, are right. likely. I think, <laughs> I think that you sh- should start off assuming that anytime Trump opens his mouth, he's telling you something false. But his actions then? Are we to you, watch you his actions? You have to judge him by the actions. And if we take a look, for example, the thing with the Ford plant in the Midwest. Trump said that he talked to the people at the Ford plant, and they are not sending these jobs to Mexico. Oh, is this you carrier? Mean the, you mean the carrier? No, I don't. I mean the Ford plant. Oh, that's the right. The one that wasn't closing at all. The one, the one that was not closing because they had union contracts that prevented it. Trump said that he prevented those jobs right. from going overseas. I remember that. That came up like like a week or two, a couple oh, of weeks ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. So long ago. And, yeah, two, <laughs> two weeks is a long time in our current it's post-truth It's going to be like society. living with somebody who's sociopath, you know. Yes. It's, well, it, yes. You know, and like, I think it's exactly <laughs> like that. You know, the, I, but, every but, nanosecond. You know, he, he made this statement, which was utterly false. And finally, the press has decided that they're not going to go along with his false statements anymore. And they said, no, that's not true. Just as when he said the three million votes were by illegals and the press said, you know, President-elect Trump, without any evidence, made this statement. Yeah, they yeah. put it in. And I think that's the way to approach it. Or alleges. If, if you know yeah. that the statement is false, you have to 
you have to call him on it. You have oh, yeah, to say, absolutely. well, although the statement is entirely false, he said X. So how long will it go before they stop reporting what he says? I don't know. I mean, I how, think they have to report it. Yeah, he's I mean, the pre- he's, he'll be the president once he's president. I mean, what the president says they matters. Yeah, but they don't report everything Obama says now. They, 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 no. they don't. You know, they're not following him like a well, pack no, of dogs but, anymore. But if he says something on of the merit, on the order right. of, we will cut, we will cut our ties to China and now interact only with Taiwan. That you have to report. And what well, you're saying is actually consistent with what he just did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that was just as I was coming into the studio. Donald Trump apparently called the president of Taiwan directly and spoke with him. And uh, that's the U.S. since 1979 has avoided direct contact with the Taiwanese government to avoid, you know. Conflicts with China. Conflicts or with China. Or at least that high a level. With, yeah. We have contacts sure. with Taiwan, but not at the level of the incoming president right and china is irked of course they are well and pakistan you guys were saying too which i missed that story where yes uh trump made lots of statements praising the prime minister of pakistan and saying what a wonderful guy he he is and india's reaction was not good well and and getting into also the whole problem of trump's conflicts of interest um, and, and the things he says, um, uh, for a while this year during, uh, you know, because of tr- all the things Trump was saying, calling for a ban on Muslims and whatnot and saying terrible things about Muslims, uh, the, uh, uh Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the president of Turkey was basically like, okay, uh, there's going to be a, like a Trump plaza or whatever, some kind of Trump construction project going up somewhere in Turkey saying like, well, His son's there golfing, right? Right. No, hunting. They're hunting in Turkey. Well, right they, now. so they were saying like we're going to force Trump's name off it, and we're may, like force him out of being involved in this project because he's you know attacking, bashing Muslims, and then there was that coup attempt in Turkey, <laughs> and Trump basically. Well, Trump maybe was behind it. Well, Trump. Just kidding. Fake news. That was fake news. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> and then Trump. Maybe. Dis- <laughs> and then Trump was uh, basically singing the guy's praises and saying, like, he should absolutely do whatever he wants to do, crack down as much as he likes on these guys, and that's fine. And all of a sudden, Trump was much more popular with, with uh, President Erdogan. And much more sellable. Much more sellable. But it's, it's like, you know, like just when Trump chimes in on something like that when he's the president you know uh remember the thing shortly into obama's uh tenure uh when a police officer arrested henry lewis gates oh, in yeah. gates his own home and on his front steps <laughs> on his on his own property <laughs> yes and uh, actually the front steps are considered part of the home and yes. uh, <laughs> in his own home after establishing who he was because he was breaking into his own home. Because he got locked out, yeah. Right. <laughs> and his neighbors and knew him, too. Right. Just, and, yeah. the, and so the cops, so the police officer arrested him, and someone asked President Obama about it. And President Obama said, I think the cop was a jackass. Yeah. Knucklehead, I think. A knucklehead, yeah. yeah. But, and that was an apt thing to say. <laughs> I mean, like, what are you doing arresting a guy in his own home? Yeah. And um, that was created a huge furor because he took sides. Right. The and president just, of the United States. Right. And that was, well, but... <laughs> well, uh, police that, were also angry because he said something bad about a cop. Right. And and here's the thing. Uh, I, I get that. And at the same time, I think that was an entirely appropriate thing for the president to say. Because... You know, if that had been a wh- like a white property owner wouldn't have had that kind of problem. This is exactly the kind of calling out racism that a president can and should do. And that's good. Stefan, can I read something? I've been furiously searching for it. And I <laughs> Go found for it. it on 
the yep. Facebook. I'm presuming um, it's relevant. <laughs> a, um, well, uh, regarding sort of Trump's absurdist, you know, kind of his Dadaist view. Yeah, of the his world. falsehood like surfing. Okay, um, go ahead. It's a, a Jewish friend of mine uh, from a, a childhood friend has been all up in arms and has found some excellent, excellent sources from uh, um, from Sartre. Uh, talking, oh. talking about anti-Semitism, uh, oui, oui. and the tenor of speech that is uh, that 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 kind of fire away in contemporary bigotry, and I thought it relevant when you're talking about the alt right and you're seeing the historical parallels yeah. in the current in the current. So this, sort is, of conservative so this is a quote from Jean-Paul Sartre yes, on anti-Semitism. Is, um, fire away. Never believe that anti-Semites are completely unaware of the absurdity of their replies. They know that their remarks are frivolous, open to challenge, but they are amusing themselves, for it is their adversary who is obliged to use words responsibly, since he believes in words. The anti-Semites have the right to play. They even like to play with discourse, for by giving ridiculous reasons, they discredit the seriousness of their interlocutors. They delight in acting in bad faith, since they seek not to persuade by sound argument, but to intimidate and disconcert. If you press them too closely, they will abruptly fall silent, loftily indicating by some phrase that the time for argument is past. I just thought that very apt. Yeah. Um, yeah. The kind of the, the clothe, clothing sort of um, the atavistic, you know, hatreds and bigotries with this sort of absurdism. I think... Uh, you, you were sort of talking about whether or not Trump knows or cares that he's lying. I think it's somewhere in between. I think he is aware on some level, but at the same time, it's it's almost a game. He loves to win, and it's it's yeah. a game that is that cloaks and sort of um, deceives the you know the intent behind it. It's interesting that you should say that because over the weekend, uh, members of Trump staff and Clinton staff gathered together at Harvard University. Oh, for like the post-election post Kennedy whatever School that is. of Government. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a and unity dinner. The post-election jamboree. And yeah. they unity up, dinner. They ended yeah. up screaming oh. at each other. Sure. And one of the things that they were screaming about, uh, the Clinton people insisted that the Trump people had played to racism yeah. in the campaign. Yeah, the the Clinton uh, campaign director, the communications director for the campaign said, if a political, g- if being a political genius means, uh, you know, playing off of anti- anti-Semitism or invoking anti-Semitism, then I'm glad I lost. You know, like yes. if, if that's what it takes to win, then I'm, then I'm glad to lose. And, and, and the Trump people were like, how dare you call us anti-Semites? <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, it, no, it was beyond that. They insisted oh, yeah. that they were not racist they yeah. insisted they were not anti-Semitic, and they insisted that they never said anything, nor did their candidate say anything to su- to suggest otherwise. Otherwise, I may not and have heard this. this is uh, yeah, this is so a this was a thing this weekend. Did you hear yeah. about the dinner? Actually, this, this was so utterly absurd yeah. as to be beyond belief, and it fits entirely yeah. with what Stefan just said. I'd be al- you you cannot reasonably make that statement, and still pay attention to the words that you've used before. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I didn't hear that response because I listened to parts of this. Oh, and yeah? I may have missed mm-hmm. that particular part. But they came back and basically said, no, Hillary lost it on her own merits because she was not an you know, attractive candidate. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty reason, but that was M- Mook, the campaign manager of yeah. the Hillary campaign, the communications woman, I can't think of her I name. I can't remember for her Hillary. name either, yeah. And then um, 
our favorite friend Kellyanne, Kellyanne Conway from yeah. the Trump campaign. And I thought they were I thought they were arguing back and forth. I didn't think it was screaming at each other. And I at, and one, at one point they were they were actually yelling at each yeah. other. Yeah. So the the parts that I heard I thought yeah. was pretty consistent because well, it was on a and I don't span. think I don't think it invalidates the the Clinton camp's criticism of the Trump campaign yeah. to say like yeah like Hillary was a candidate who who didn't appeal who didn't appeal to voters as well as she might have and you know and did did lose the election you know because what mattered is what matters is the votes you get in the electoral college and she lost too many states to win the electoral college and that is true yeah. of course she's still well, in the popular vote she's up to two and a half million votes yeah. now. And two and a half million Americans. And I had heard two million that first day, so I don't yeah. know why that took so long to, to verify. I think well. that was somebody just saying, like, I bet it'll get to that, as opposed <laughs> to, like, because well, there's no way to know. It those aren't the news channels I, I read and listen to, so I was surprised when you guys said it was, like, one, and I thought it was it two. Was, it was 1.3 at that point, but it, yeah. it, it went up to 2.3 earlier this week, and I think today it two just seven. crossed the 2.5. 2.5. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't look at so, it. And so, and I think I think at this point she's up like a couple of percentage points too. I think it's, it's well, and they're trying to stop the uh, recount in Michigan, and they're trying to stop it in Wisconsin. Well, when you sure. say they, the you Trump mean campaign the Trump, specifically, the Trump uh, people are trying. Understandably, uh, no, I think Michigan is the governor's trying to stop it, and oh, really? in uh, Wisconsin, I think it is the Trump folks in Wisconsin and Ohio and Pennsylvania. It's yeah. the yeah. Trump people. Yeah. They've yeah. gone to court. Stop well, they haven't asked for a recount in Ohio, the Wisconsin, yeah. But they may be trying Michigan to make sure one doesn't Pennsylvania. happen. Pennsylvania, yeah. 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 So I just want to mention, by the way, you're listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. So as we try and sort <laughs> Stay out... Stay civil. <laughs> well, <laughs> we try to figure out whether or not we're still talking politics. Should I... Um, this might be a good time to break in. We've, we got some mail recently... Oh, from, right. This sounded very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, um, tell. From a, a nonpartisan nonprofit called Commodia, mm-hmm. K-O-M-O-D-I-A... Um, that that seeks to use the power of comedy for comedy, so you know respect <laughs> and and uh, and and civility, if you will, and um, they uh, they 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 appreciated our our uh, pre-election show, uh, which you again can find on the website. Which that we one where we stopped talking? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, well, was, that, was, that <laughs> was the election special. That was the, that was the ele- yeah. That was, um, this was the, the, our show from the 4th of November, the Friday beforehand. And um, uh, they wanted us to um, mention, if possible, that we, there's a, a $2,000 prize for the Cross Drinker Challenge, which is the, a, a submission contest for the best short video of two ideological opposites discussing politics in a funny way poking fun at each other, but encouraging respect and listening to others while enjoying a coffee, beer, or an, any other beverage. Um, doesn't single have malt. To, single malt. <laughs> if, if we dram. Um, how, did, how did I know George was going to say that? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, Ooh, another Glenn Levitt lover. I think George likes Lafroig. Lafroig. Oh, Lafroig. Good to know. So good. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't drink this stuff, and yet <laughs> I, I, I know George way, well enough to These are not that. commercial endorsements. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We speak only for ourselves. But I'm, gonna, I'm going to link it <laughs> on... Oh, oh, this message brought to you only by George's liver. <laughs> <laughs> or, or our last taste buds. Yeah. Uh, that we need to be in a different state to do this work. So I'm going to post a, it a on, on the Facebook and on Twitter. And I encourage people. It can. It doesn't have to be a fancy video. It but can just video. be yeah. on yeah. A, filmed on a smartphone, which is plenty good quality these days. Yeah. And um, yeah, once again, that organization is called Commodia, K O M O D I A. Yeah. So I don't. I don't really know much about them, but I got to say, I like the idea of of trying to use a uh, a good laugh to actually make for goodwill. 
Um, it's certainly compatible with We're the whole need civil it. politics I th- idea. I right? think you and Susan should do this and then give the money to the station. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it, what do we say? $1,000, right, was the, was the threshold. Oh, crap, neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> but I Besides, you know, like, you get us on camera, drinking away like that, talking things. One thing will lead to another, and we'll wind up eloping. We'll, you know, we'll find <laughs> us on the Riviera or something I'm like that. I'm old enough right? to be your grandmother. <laughs> no, you aren't. <laughs> now we're talking about fake news. <laughs> Uh, Michelle just fell off her chair (laughs) (laughs) wherever she is (laughs) yeah so um, we better take a break before this gets any worse right right? exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) I almost killed Sue with that (laughs) so sorry about that Um, but yeah actually but yeah if Stefan if we're okay with that let's take a short break right now uh, play some PSAs and other thing keep the FCC happy and we'll be back uh, to talk try and I don't know, wend our way through the, the, the veil of nonsense that seems to be surrounding the Trump presidency um, when we come back. So we're going to have more civil politics in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Yeesh. Classical music on Valley Free Radio. Tune in to Andy Musique Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. for an hour of beautiful music to start your day. Hosted by Lucy and Larry. You are listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM. I'm Mayor David Narkowitz, and I support Northampton's community radio station. Fresh Sounds with your host, Ron Freshly, Tuesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WXOJLP, bringing you the music of Bud Powell, Wardell Gray, Art Blakey, Duke Ellington, Abby Lincoln, Tad Dameron, Yousef Latif, Bix Beiderbeck, Cassandra Wilson, Tom Harrell, Jane Ira Bloom, and thousands more. You want to learn to fix your bike? How to keep it tuned up so it's there for you when you need it? Or maybe you know already, but you just need to borrow a bike-specific tool that you don't have. Well, come to the Bike Lab at 12 Northern Avenue in Northampton. Drop-in hours are Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Come with your bike or your questions. And your willing attitude. Oh, just to share your company. Spare parts scavenger hunt every weekend. That's the Saturday Bike Lab at 12 Northern Avenue. Venga para el Bike Lab de Northampton y se divertirá mucho, le enseñará muchas lecciones como arreglar bicicletas. Details are online at pedalpeople.coop under bike workshops. They say freedom isn't free, but at the Bike Lab it is... Wednesday, December 7th at 9.30 p.m., eat, drink, and be merry with Valley Free Radio and Fitzwillies at our fourth annual Ugly Sweater Karaoke Party. Wear your best or worst ugly sweater, take to the stage, and welcome the holiday season with your favorite songs. For more information, visit valleyfreeradio.org slash sweater. December 7th, 9.30 at Fitzwillies, 23 Main Street, Northampton. Be there and be ugly. Creative Valley is a show where I, DJ Spence, get the opportunity to talk to the fascinating creatives of the Pioneer Valley. From authors to performers, artists to game designers, bands and musicians, you'll find them all on Creative Valley. Sundays at noon on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, Northampton, or online at valleyfreeradio.org. 
Fresh Sounds with your host, Ron Freshly, Tuesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WXOJLP, bringing you the music of Bud Powell, Wardell Gray, Art Blakey, Duke Ellington, Abby Lincoln, Tad Dameron, Yousef Latif, Bix Beiderbeck, Cassandra Wilson, Tom Harrell, Jane Ira Bloom, and thousands more. The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts and guests of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs broadcasted on this station. If you would like to know more about Valley Free Radio, please visit us at valleyfreeradio.org. So, we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP. 103.3 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and with me still are George Claxton and Susan Timberlake. I'm worn out from the break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have excitement here in the studio. It doesn't stop when we go off the air, so if you heard anything, we apologize for <laughs> They may have heard some things. Fortunately, disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> Fortunately, any profanities you may have heard were all in Klingon, so... <laughs> The FCC doesn't even know what they mean. Ninakcha! <laughs> Kapla! <laughs> anyway, I think we just got our next quotable. <laughs> John will be snipping that right out. <laughs> He's at home right now with the tape. <laughs> John Rowe, that worthless patak! <laughs> he should be here and record us face to face like a man. Or a warrior. While what? eating gawk. Yes. Okay. We were talking a little bit about sort of the fake news and and just sorting through what's real and what's not and what gets on the air and what doesn't get on the air. And I saw a little tidbit from Reddit. I didn't mention this before, but they're going to try and edit. They've started to throw people off who repeat uh, fake news and people are criticizing them for it. But, you know, there's I think Facebook's trying to do something similar. I think everybody's trying to figure out how do you. Facebook's been dragging its feet a little bit for which I cast plenty of hairy eyeball at them as well but yeah. mark yeah. zuckerberg seems a little reactive in that yeah. regard so i actually and, and, and they don't want to censor i mean i kind of yeah. get the well they also feel like you know once especially once trump becomes president then what he says is inherently newsworthy or more inherently newsworthy and no therefore, matter what it is right and and even th- if it's he thinks the interesting his contrast daughter was <laughs> his daughter was yes indeed uh, a a great piece of bleep yeah <laughs> So, um, on the other hand, I believe Twitter announced, and I could be wrong, uh, so I, 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 this might be another one of those pieces of internet news <laughs> that I was wrong about, but I think Twitter basically said that, you know, if, if it doesn't matter who they are, if, you know, a Twitter account is tweeting hate speech or, you know, other utter nonsense like they that. taking all rights off the off Right. The, off the well, well, so they're saying, like, you know, if Trump's Twitter account starts tweeting, you know, alt-right, you know, hate speech, they'll, they'll shut down his account, too. You know, this is tough, though. Hate speech. It's it is it is tough. I mean, I know what you mean. The point of the First Amendment, though, is specifically to say that, that the, the government. Right. So Twitter, yes. Twitter is an immensely important uh, public public sphere, but it is a private organization. Yeah. What if they all do it? Well, I think what will happen is well, you'll see more more venues open well, up. I mean, maybe, maybe Trump will go to Google Talk yes. or Plus or whatever is it is. That if, <laughs> if you allow people to say anything, absolutely anything, then I can go on Twitter and say that 
Susan, I think she should be slaughtered right now and her pieces cut up and hung on the gates of Northampton. You will have followers. Yeah. If you if you tweet yeah. that, so more if I say it's me that should be hung. And and, and you know and you know why that's true because you know Susan she's responsible for dumping toxic chemicals into the water <laughs> supply. You know, actually I, I and I saw her flying around in league with the devil. I, I blame her for the loss at Gallipoli. <laughs> me too. I have a friend who's an engineer and went to MIT and is a brilliant inventor. And his neighbors decided that it was his fault that the O-rings failed on the shuttle, and it went around the neighborhood like crazy. <sighs> yeah. Did he actually work? the company he, we all worked for some nasa projects so it was there was a did, tiny did you work for morton thiokol no then no. you weren't responsible <laughs> no but it was just funny because it was the neighbors you know oh, did you hear about david you know yeah. he, he blew up the shuttle and and that stuff it really travels and in this yeah. world of social media i mean in, it's in the, in terms, even in more terms destructive of fake right. news there are certain news sites that are specifically fake news news low for example, they actually have a little button there that you can push and it'll show in yellow what the actual news is and then the rest of it is just their riff what was made up. Yeah. It. And there's because a, it's a uh, site like the Daily site. Current, like as in yes. current jelly as opposed to current <laughs> as in current events. And, yeah. there, there and are then there's number, the Onion and so forth. Yeah, there are a number, though. I mean, the Onion, we all know, is a satire site. <laughs> Although, unfortunately, more and more of what they produce is more reasonable than the actual news. But there, Though there I heard about the Onion was telling me that uh, the Canadian Parliament's going to have to move out of their giant igloo because of global warming. <laughs> so that was <laughs> that's a little but, hard to believe. But there, there <laughs> that are actually other got repeated sites, in a Chinese there are other newspaper. sites that pretend to be news. Yeah. Uh, NPR recently did an yeah. interview with a guy who specifically creates fake news, and he says that he does it to show how absurd the right wing is, and then he'll he and comes out and and tells them that it's fake. Except nobody's ever heard him say that it's fake. And he makes like $30,000 a month off of producing these fake news yeah. stories. Hmm. And we've got all of these people in the Ukraine, in the bad part of the Ukraine, who were sending fake news stories to the United States. I heard it was Macedonia. Well, Macedonia too. Yeah. There were, there were a number of people in a, in a lot of different places around Europe and Asia Minor. What a come down from Alexander the Triumphant, huh? So I have a, a news story. I, th I think it's real, but I just I want to have you guys tell me if you think it's real. And it was, you know, Trump saved those jobs at Carrier, right? You know, there's a lot of controversy around that. But that Bernie Sanders, quotes, yeah. regardless of what Trump did and Pence yeah. did as governor of Indiana, Bernie Sanders actually has legislation ready to go that would prevent out outsourcing of jobs so that they could no longer do business with the military and if that's oh, right, true because they have major defense contracts yeah if that's well, united true. technologies yeah. does which yeah. is the parent company right and supposedly it was and so if bernie actually did that but i don't know if it's a true news story or I not but I that's well and people I are have, speculating I have heard it from a number of reputable sources and, and they're speculating also that like the way trump got them to save some of the jobs was to basically just say was to lean on that and, and threaten them with losing government contracts yeah anyways. and giving them that, all the and tax they gave breaks. them seven million but they had offered th that to them before, yes. so actually something must have pushed them off the Yes, the, the fact that United Technologies could lose 10% of their business, which, so they, uh, which is done with the U.S. military. So if Bernie is the one who's responsible because he threatened the legislation, it's sort of interesting that Trump gets the credit for what Bernie did. Well, Trump is good at trying to take the credit for anything. Anyway, so I don't again, know if it's a fake you know, news story or not. I'm sure he'll be taking the credit for the state of the U.S. economy. Trump <laughs> took credit for keeping jobs at a Ford plant, 
when he had nothing to do with it. Yeah, in you this mentioned case, that earlier. The thousand jobs that Carrier has decided to keep in the United States is still less than the 1,300 jobs that they are exporting to Mexico. Yeah, and somebody said there's another Carrier factory a couple of miles away, another a third one, and they're going to Mexico. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, overall, and keep in mind that over the next couple of years, a lot of people are going to retire or quit and move elsewhere, and Carrier is not going to replace those jobs. Yeah. Well, I and just you can't run an economy a thousand jobs at a time or eight hundred jobs at a time. You know, we just had the I worry about the incentives well, for the that, company well, because but boy, we, we I just be had you know to the, we just had the new um, unemployment numbers come out, and the unemployment is down. The number of jobs created in the economy is way up. The economy is still one seventy eight, improving. However. A lot of these jobs are going away. Manufacturing jobs aren't coming back, not because they've been sent overseas, but because the people are being replaced by robots. Yeah, that's true. And if you, you can if you can make the product with robots, why would you hire you? Yeah, yeah. Do it? No, Be Sue, because there's a lot of recalls, and I'm just wondering. And this is a theory. This is not a fact. Um, yeah, yeah. That um, no, a share lot your of understanding of things. That's fine. So this, isn't, this is an opinion show. <laughs> it is, but I try to differentiate one. Um, Thank you. And one, or at least I think it would probably be more helpful if I did. Thank but, you. Um, so it's really bad for companies to think that if they're going to offshore, somebody's going to give them tax breaks and other things. And I that's th something that happens a lot? I th no, that's what Trump just did with Pence. That's yes. Yeah, oh, that was. I see. That's yeah. the seven million dollars. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly the thing. And, and other any CEO who is worth his salt we'll is now going to say, or occasionally well, her. you know, I'm going to move these jobs to Taiwan, <laughs> and they're going to respond by saying, here's fifty million dollars. Yeah. So that's bad. And the other thing, this is the real speculation, is that while we have a lot more robots building things, they they don't they don't. Um, a robot won't tell you that they think that's a little bit too thin of the plastic and that it won't hold up. A person on the line will tell you that they think that that's a little bit too thin or not strong enough. So we actually are moving from a, an environment where there's a lot of audit and quality control inside of factories. This is my industrialism coming out. The, the tacit <laughs> knowledge of the worker. Yeah, the tacit knowledge. As we say in the, uh, in the uh, history of science biz. Yeah, <laughs> and so the robots, when you have robots building everything, they won't complain. If you tell nope. them, you know, a tenth of a millimeter less, they'll make it a tenth of a millimeter you less. You program well, that algorithm a little wrong. Yeah. I I, I, I will give you an example that recently came out. Um, and I don't they, support the, labor There was a I test of aloe vera lotion done from major places like Target, CVS, oh, etc. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And mm -hmm. they found... Containing no aloe vera. There was no aloe vera in, in any of them, and one of them had trace elements of something that could have come from a different plant that left traces similar to that of, all, of aloe vera. And, yeah, without regulation, and lotions are not regulated. The FDA does not regulate cosmetics. So without the regulation, this is what happens. In big number, you know, in big letters on the front of the bottle, it says aloe vera. There's none in there. What's the penalty for, for, for false labeling, uh, deceptive labeling? $2.25. I'm just kidding. I have no idea, but well, it's if the less than if it's worth. If the Federal Trade Commission comes off after them for false advertising, it will probably be less than the 
total sales of that product over the last year. But, you know, it'll be something. But it certainly won't stop them from doing that. And and what's to stop them from just continuing to turn the stuff out and just say, oh, no, we fixed it now. It's fine. Yeah. Well, a lot of the vitamins aren't. There's no vitamins in them. A really? lot of them. Yeah. The, only the ones that have been uh, evaluated, and usually it's certain companies. Yes. That's why they started doing it. So you know, if you look at that brand, you know that really has. Under, uh, evaluated by whom? How, who, who would um, I know? There's to a separate part. There's a third party. There's a little tag on it. You'll see it. It's like um, USP really take, take analyzed okay. or something okay. like that. You'll, you'll see it off the air. I'll tell you what company prides itself on it. But it, okay. it's it's sort of why that company did it is because all the other companies don't put any vitamin B, D, E, you know. Actually, the wow. head of Horse the largest <laughs> pharmaceutical company in the world a few years ago in a meeting in London said that their drugs ac- only actually work on about 30% of the population. Yeah. Well, well, people are different. That depends on the drug. But, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, uh, uh What's what's the other ingredient in Tylenol? Acetaminophen, right? That doesn't work on everybody. Some people it has no effect whatsoever. So gives me a headache. So right, and some people it'll do that. So I mean, yes. you know, it's it's you know, uh, good old aspirin. Liver damage. Right, and so good old acetylsalicylic acid, aspirin or ibuprofen are much better at being painkillers for you, but or for a lot of people. I mean, you know, obviously some people acetaminophen works for. But yeah. Yeah, interesting time. So I, I, I really, that's a theory, but I think a lot of the recalls are in part because of a lot of the things that are happening on the line are done by mm-hmm. robots, and there's nobody to say, excuse me, half yeah. of these are failing. <laughs> so um, uh, can we, uh, this is civil politics here on Valley Free Radio, so let's segue back a little bit. To, um, uh, one of the, the, the reasons that we were talking about this is because, of course, Trump's saying like he's going to bring jobs back and whatever. And one of the ways he's going to make America great again is with some uh, the people who are going to be working for him. Because we certainly can't expect Trump to really do Oh, much. his appointments? So what make? do you think? Because you were actually you, you were very good, Sue, and you put together a list of a bunch of these appointments. So there anybody here who's standing out to, to you, you sort of go particularly like, oh, for God's sake, how can you possibly? Or like, oh. Sarah Actually, Palin. that's a good choice. Well, Sarah well, Palin hasn't been. She's been. She's been floated, but yeah. she hasn't been picked. I mean, Mitt yeah. Romney's been floated for Secretary of State, and he's I not a terrible choice. So that's Petraeus, and I think that is oh, a particularly interesting pick, given that we've just spent the last 12 months quibbling over whether or not Clinton had some minor uh, confidential information Slip. on her <laughs> server when Petraeus has been found guilty of felonies for releasing top-secret information to somebody without security clearance. His lover. His mistress, yes. Yeah, yeah. the way he had on his computers at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so the names for Secretary of State I've heard is Romney, uh, Giuliani, Bob Corker, and Petraeus. And I mm. assume he's going to go with Corker, but who knows? They may have widened uh, the search again. This is again. the first I've heard of Corker, actually. Yeah, he was on uh, BBC had it today. I, I also heard he was considering John Bolton. The fellow with the, <laughs> that, that bristle-brust mustache who basically thought we should be bombing Iran more. And I, all, think, I think you know, Bolton early was on the list early on but got dropped. See, yeah. I think the fact that Nikki Haley, and this isn't a cabinet position, it's ambassador to the U.N., but I think the fact he picked her was a good sign because she actually has a very good personality. No, I, I look at that differently. I see that as their attempt to shoehorn somebody more right-wing into the governorship. I, I wouldn't be South surprised Carolina. and sort of to put her off to one side. But I don't know. Yeah. 
Uh, Wouldn't I, be the first woman it happened to. Yeah. <laughs> Stefan, I'm sorry. You, you leaned forward like you were going to say something intelligent. <laughs> oh, I was just about to snark on John Bolton, which is, which is admittedly low-hanging fruit. Yes. Yes. yes, indeed. Oh, I'd, we have a long list More here. More like low-hanging fruit loops. Yeah. All the different wah, wah. ones. Yeah. Um, uh, Tom Price worries me because he's been working on an ACA replacement mm-hmm. for Health and Human Services for years. You know, although yeah. the good news is Trump has been calling Ryan every single day, which is a good sign, because Ryan wants to dismantle Medicare and Social Security. And Trump Why has is said, that a good sign? No, because Trump's calling him and saying, not, not in the near future. Those are, those are second priorities. That's not, which means he's well, never going to get to it. Well, they're also pretty sacred. Yeah. You know, when Grandma stops receiving her Social Security check, there will be hell to pay. And let me give you a brilliant one. He, for transportation, he's put in, uh, he's talking about Elaine Chow. Elaine Chow. She was, uh, she, did she work for Clinton? Labor? Labor Secretary? Who'd she work for? She worked for another president. Two. I think both Bush and Bush and Obama early. I oh, forget. Yeah, yeah she, I think she crossed parties. But she's the wife of, um, of Mitch the McConnell. the leader of the Senate, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. And so, you know, Mitch McConnell's been the one that said he's not going to let you know, Trump needs to come through him Wasn't to get anything done. Wasn't she some sort of scandal a few years ago? I, I don't think so. I think she's I pretty... I don't remember one, but... She's know. pretty cool and stays out of the line of fire, so I thought that was an interesting one. Um, what else do we have? Not every Republican po- politician has a scandal, George. <laughs> Just most of them. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, Secretary of Defense, Mattis, that was announced today, but will Mad Dog, as they apparently call yes, him. Mad Dog Mattis. And he's a... Uh, not under current lo- current rules, not eligible to serve. He is not eligible to serve. They yeah. will have to change the law. Because so the law is you have to been out of the, s- stop serving on active duty for seven years to serve? Seven years. Seven years. And he retired in 2013. By the way, if Petraeus uh, is uh, put forward as Secretary of State, he would have to report this to his probation officer. He would also have to get specific clearance from the courts before he could go overseas. Oh, because he can't travel yet. Because he's a convicted felon and he is still on probation. So well, that, 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 you know, i got to say, President Trump can fix that with one stroke of the pardon pen. Yeah. Um, Mattis was U.S. Central Command and led in Iraq and yes. Afghanistan and likes to shoot people. That was the quote that was out today. Oh, okay. So if you go online, you'll see it. it. He was reporting to some committee, and he said that if you know these people treat women so horribly, it's actually quite enjoyable to shoot them. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know why that. If that's why he's mad. So, about it, he, so. he's he's entering. He's, he's in those stakes for the Andrew uh, for the Andrew Jackson Award for <laughs> <laughs> they also, They also call him the monk because he really? is a lifelong bachelor, and because he studies a lot. Oh, that's interesting. He, he reads lots and lots of books, most of them on war. Uh, Chief of Strategy, we talked about before, Steve, Stephen Bannon, National mm. Security, Michael Flynn. Uh, stop me if you want to talk about any of these. I, well, Treasury? I, I think that <laughs> over the next few weeks, you guys can talk about these, and some of them you really should go into in more depth. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think we really should, at some point tonight, get to the death of Fidel Castro. Oh, good point, George. We got a we got about five minutes left, so yeah, let's talk about this. So, what? He, uh, so Fidel Castro dead at ninety after a long career of, of oppressing people 
and making fairly decent laws. Uh, and uh, yeah, and, and being a, one of the more charismatic, horrible dictators the world has ever seen. Yes. Um, longest speech to the UN ever, wasn't it? Like yeah, I four think so. hours and something. Or <laughs> well, I think so. Uh, uh, he was just warming up. You know? <laughs> yeah, that they they cut At his home. mic. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Daily Show host Trevor Noah, uh, who was of course from South Africa, you know, point, you know, in his sort of little summation of of Castro's career, you know, was very clear about the the terrible things Castro did, the the tyranny he 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 created at home, but also pointed out that he actually did send Cuban soldiers off to fight for human rights around the world, including in South Africa. So, you know, I mean, so it's fair to note Castro and the Cuban regime were, you know, in their proxy war in Angola were fighting against the uh, for the uh, interests of the apartheid re- regime in South Africa. Which, in truth, was a Nazi regime. And uh, part of why eventually the sanctions were able to... to Force them to open up and, and end apartheid were because of the military pressure from, uh, you know, in Angola. I mean, it's 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 a whole chain of dominoes. It's not like Castro was like the central figure, but he did make a positive difference there. Well, amazingly, for for those of you who are not aware of it, the Christian Nationalist Party in South Africa uh, was originally headed yep. by a bunch of people who had all been members of the National Socialist Party during the Second World War, and this yep. was the National Socialist Party of Germany. Uh, these were Afrikaans speakers, uh, essentially descendants of the Dutch settlers, and they liked the Nazis. Yeah. I should also just point out Castro, In and it's probably fairly well known for people who have been around politics a while, but he did ameliorate a lot of in a structural inequality that he inherited in Cuba, yes. which was an incredibly he also provided poor health care and various health care education. So it doesn't excuse his Highest human literacy rights. Right. Right. Yeah. right. And, you know, they, they always the say course, they, there was Cuba is the only totalitarian regime that's most famous for its doctors. You know, so, so you can say that he was a horrible monster, but was still better than Batista. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, sure, there was still, like, the grinding poverty a lot of people lived in and people being arrested and tortured and, in some cases, killed for being dissenters. But aside from that... And the Mariel boat lift? Other than that, how did you like the play, Mrs. Lincoln? <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. I, like, we're not fans of Fidel Castro. I just want to make that clear. But so what ju- about his brother? Justice. Raul, uh, I don't think... he's been th- in power for, what, five years, four yeah, years, something five like years? That. Yeah, something uh, I don't think Raoul's necessarily any any improvement. But it, isn't his daughter? He's stepping. F- he's, he's said he'll step down within a couple of years. I, I would say he's a slight improvement because he did have to make the deal. After all, make the deal with Obama. That's true. Which opens up Cuba. But isn't his? Maybe I'm mixing him up with another dictator. But I think his daughter is a, st- a staunch feminist and and has done some really good and a, things. And, and an LGBTQ activist actually. Is she? she uh, yeah. yeah. I was actually reading about her. She actually uh, was important in sort of raising the uh, the Cuban government. Government's awareness of and, and uh, support for uh, rights for gay and trans people. Could Cuba actually has state-funded uh, tr- uh, transitional surgery for people who want to be. So could she inherit the throne, as they say? I have no <laughs> idea. I don't know that much about Cuban politics. But so what do you? F- so Cuba, we, we're at this sort of this transition, but the U.S. Uh, still has the embargo up. The Republicans are going to be controlling Congress and the presidency. Trump. Despite trying to make it a get into business with the Cubans, golf course at Guantanamo Bay. So and that's incentive. There actually is a nice <laughs> golf course. At Guantanamo so so Bay. you're saying as soon as Trump gets a chance to do some kind of uh, mm-hmm. development deal, everything will be fine. Everybody will be. I'm sorry. 
you're probably right. That's my attempt at humor. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. So, you any final thoughts on the death of Fidel Castro, other than maybe good riddance? I think that the world is better off without him, and I'm hoping that things will get better in Cuba, and that the relationship between Cuba and the United States will continue to improve. Yeah. I'd second that. Yeah. Oh. Thirded. Right. Well, I disagree. I hope things get terrible. Wait. No. <laughs> oh well. I hope That's we. That's d- it for us tonight. I <laughs> hope our <laughs> capitalists don't rush in and like eat them up because that is really likely to happen yeah. in Cuba with the yeah. people doing hotels and all but, that stuff. But at least they'll have smartphones and Wi-Fi, so that'll be all right. <laughs> so anyway, it is time indeed to, to wrap up. Uh, that's all for Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Thank you for listening. Uh, coming up next is Subculture with the best of uh, uh, funk, uh, electro, dance, and other great kinds of music. Uh, that's a wonderful show. I uh, hope you'll uh, stick around and listen to it. But that's all for us for tonight. We'll be back with more civil politics next week. Good night. I don't believe in guns. I just (laughs) don't have a gun. You are listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM. I'm Mayor David Narkowitz, and I support Northampton's community radio station. Fresh Sounds with your host, Ron Freshly, Tuesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WXOJLP, bringing you the music of Bud Powell, Wardell Gray, Art Blake.